Well, hey there, friend. Today we are diving into when faith meets food freedom. And this particular topic is of special interest to me because this is what changed everything for me. Inviting spirituality into my journey is what allowed me to kiss my eating disorder goodbye forever. And it really moved me into this space of curiosity and gave me grace to look at some of my struggles and not carry so much shame and really set down this judgment. And ultimately, it has served as endless, endless fuel for my drive and my motivation to just pretty much do all the things, <laughs> show up as a mom, a wife, here on the show for you guys, and taking care of my health. On the flip side, faith is something that helped me what I call dethrone health. Prioritizing health is one thing, but to idolize it and worship it is another. And the reality is our health is something that isn't always guaranteed. Like we can do all the things right and get injured or like get in a car accident or be given a diagnosis. There are things beyond our control. So I think dethroning health is really important. And when I invited faith into my journey, it helped me really keep that balance. So I'm really excited today because I have a special guest for you. Her name is Robin Ryan McDonald. She is a faith-based holistic health coach. She's a proud mom and wife and has a deep passion for helping women have vision-driven and grace-fueled health goals. She loves to help women ditch chronic dieting and disease for holistic health and wellness, and she mixes in her seminary background with her study of integrative nutrition to help women develop the energy and vitality to live out their unique God-given calling. Now, if you're a believer and a Christian, this show is going to be awesome for you. And if you're not, I want to invite you to still hang around. And here's why. If faith is not your jam, I want you to hear how pulling in spirituality might be something that's missing from your health journey. At the heart of our discussion today, we are talking about how faith, one of our deepest values, has allowed us to transform how we work on our health goals. And I think regardless of what your faith or spirituality journey is, you can pull that element in. So I want to invite you to hang around, even if that's not totally your jam. We're still going to talk about some really cool tactics on how you can pull in this value-driven approach and how grace is going to be something that really serves you and allows you to keep going along your health journey. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show. I'm your host, Jess. I'm a wife and a mama, and I'm juggling work and misbehaved dogs, but they're really cute. <laughs> I'm a sports dietitian and empowered eating coach. I am absolutely obsessed with nutrition science and helping you crank up the volume on your body's biofeedback. Let's pivot your relationship with your food and your body from doubt and distrust to a confident bond that can weather the seasons of life as we discover the healthiest version of you with Empowered Eating. Well, hey, Robin, welcome to the show. Jess, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I just found out you live in San Diego, and if I didn't turn green, yeah, I, I did internally. <laughs> Please tell me what is your favorite part about living in San Diego? Well, it's, it's funny because you don't know the water that you're swimming in. Like I'm born and raised. And so I didn't really realize how awesome it is until I went to go visit my husband's hometown and which side note, his hometown's really cool. It's Holland, Michigan. Super cute. Yeah. It's so cute. Uh, all the windmills and tulips and their Dutch themed things, <laughs> but going to other parts of the country, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like our weather, the, the culture, the climate, 
it's, it's pretty phenomenal. And I will say, I think I'm so spoiled by the beach that that's not the biggest thing that I love about it. I live like (laughs) 10, 15 minutes away. I actually love the variety that we have here. You've got the beach one day, actually in college, I did a surfing and snowboarding day, like all in the same day, because you can do that here. So we got to put on our wetsuits early morning, went surfing, then drove up the mountain and did afternoon snowboarding. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That sounds like it. Okay. Well, I'm not a surfer because me neither. I, I, (laughs) it is so hard. The one time I I did did it, it. (laughs) I mean, yes, you must try it, but I remember trying it and going, okay, this is so much hard work for like 30 seconds of maybe 30 seconds of fun. Yeah, no, I'm not a surfer. I literally like quote unquote surfed to say that I surfed (laughs) and snowboarded. I could snowboard, but surfing, I was like paddled out and kind of like I don't know, played around, it's but no, so hard. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, that's so awesome. I mean, San Diego is such a beautiful place. And yeah, for those of us that aren't there, say hi to the ocean for us. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> now I am so excited to learn about you and your story. Robin, tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to this point in your health journey. Yeah. So I think like most of us, I, had this desire to be quote unquote healthy. But for me at the time, it was to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. I was all into, was it 17 magazine and all Mm -hmm. the teeny bopper magazines that had the captions on the front. They're like, do these five exercises to get a six pack or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, what are the exercises? Like, you know, so I was all into that. And I also tried to learn about health and nutrition, but it was always around weight loss or being skinny or looking a certain way. And I also grew up just eating kind of the standard American diet. We ate a lot of processed stuff, a lot of shake and bake, hamburger helper, drive through meals, things like that. And so it, I, I just kind of grew up without fully understanding what it means to be healthy and also to pursue a well-being within my body that was beyond just looking a certain way or being Mm -hmm. a certain weight. And it kind of took a turn into more than just that. When in college, I ended up getting full faced acne and this Mm -hmm. wasn't just like a little problem area. Like my face was the problem (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. chin to forehead, ear to ear. And it was so bad that I was embarrassed to say hi to people that I'd met my freshman year. I was like, don't look at me. And I never had acne in middle school or high school. So I just thought, I looked out, I didn't have to deal with it. And it was at that point that did see the doctor, they prescribed some medications and I did use it and it did help, but I realized they were not actually serving at least the kind of support I wanted because when I would wipe my hand after putting the stuff on my face, it would bleach the towel. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Ooh. And I was like, you know, <laughs> this probably isn't something I want to keep putting on my face. So I started to look further into how to heal my acne without having to use this toxic leech stuff on my face. And long story short, I ended up discovering that my gut was, and my hormones were out of alignment. I needed to change what I was eating. It did matter the quality. I couldn't live off of the drive through Taco Bell value menu or no Del Taco. Del Taco was my jam. <laughs> um, <laughs> and after making those changes, I, and en- I did end up clearing up my acne, but the coolest thing about it for me is yes, I was excited to discover how I could change my diet and lifestyle to heal my acne. But I 
started to see the health of my grandparents decline as well. And across the board, there was diabetes, heart disease, cancer, dementia. Two of my grandfathers passed away from dementia, Alzheimer's, just all these different things. And these are sweet, Jesus loving people who are like, want to show up and make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And I started to learn that what they were experiencing was a result of lifestyle induced choices. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, I, I don't want this to be the case for them or anybody else. And if we're called to be light and love and to make a difference in this world, we gotta, we gotta handle this because majority of Americans are unwell They're They have multiple chronic diseases and God has really put on my heart to pursue this from that bend of removing the hindrances that are keeping people from living out the calling that God has placed Mm -hmm. on their life. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. So it sounds like you kind of grew up with this. I I think it was very normal, right? Where we thought health was about looking a certain way. Yeah. It's like built into the fabric of our culture, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So at a young age, that is the focus. It's like, how can I be healthy? And by healthy, we mean skinny or right now it's strong or whatever, Mm -hmm, right? Whatever mm -hmm. the latest Mm -hmm. (laughs) like trend in body image is. But then over time, it really shifted into this, well, it runs deeper and I'm, it's not just like how I look, it's for longevity and to be able to show up for the entire time that I'm here on earth. Absolutely. And also for me, I mean, I don't, I have no idea what life will hold. I have no idea how long I'm going to be here, but for the time that I'm here, I want to make sure I can show up fully. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if it all works out, I would love to live to be over a hundred. That's kind of like my goal. If it works out. (laughs) I love that. I think I would like to live that long as long as I'm functioning. <laughs> right. I'm exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm as long as I'm functioning, I'm here for it. But once that goes, tap me out. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> I love that. So that's such a deeper source mm-hmm. of like reason to take care of our body or mm-hmm. our vessel. And I love that. And that's really kind of what you've now shifted your career path into, right? Is helping people build this within themselves. So what do you think is missing from attempts at getting healthy? Like when you're working with people and when you went through your own journey, what do you think was missing when trying to make these changes? The biggest thing I think is missing is the big picture focus and being able to tie our health into what matters most to us. Mm-hmm. And I, I have seen time and time again with my clients, when we, when I ask them, you know, what is it, what brings you the most satisfaction and fulfillment in life? What do you feel like you are used most powerfully in, in this mm-hmm. life? And they're like, Oh, it's showing up for my kids or it's serving my community or, you know, whatever awesome thing it is. And then I say, are, do you see that given you don't let, you don't address your health. You, you don't focus on your health habits. You continue to feel low energy. You continue to go down maybe the path of their parents to this chronic disease that you're going to be hindered in doing that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to show up for your kids that way, or your grandkids. You're not going to be able to have even, I know for myself, I've got two littles. If I don't even take care of myself for the sake of having patience for them, like I'm a mean mom, <laughs> you know? So there's so many different areas of our life that we want to show up well in, mm-hmm. and it comes down to whether or not we have the biological energy and capacity to do so. And so I think we get so set on the scale and we get so set on looking a certain way or clothes fitting a certain way. And we think that that's going to bring us happiness that mm-hmm. we forget 
what actually does bring us happiness. And then if we address, if we bring that into our health, we're going to get both. Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We talk a lot about like value-based health goals on the show here. Yeah. So it's like, what do you value most and how does your health play into that? And so I, I'm a big fan of like reevaluating your values every so often because I think they change. And one of the mm-hmm. things that actually happened for me recently is that I looked at my values. My top values are family, faith, impact. And then my fourth one used to be health. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, you know, I mean, it's my career. I prioritize exercise. I love exercise. It's fun to me. So I always thought that was a top pri- um, value. But what I realized that's not actually a value of mine. I think of health That's now good. more like um, like a a privilege. One, I think it's a privilege and also a responsibility to steward, kind of like finances, right? Like it's a privilege. And when I get it, I have a responsibility to steward it. And so like, I, I realized I'm like, that's actually not a value of mine. Fun is my fourth value. And I like to have Love a that. lot of fun, but health is the platform that allows me to show up for all four of those things. Love and it. so that was like an interesting twist because I, I think a lot of folks, when they put health as a value, it almost like we can, I don't know. I don't know if you notice this, but I feel like people get like almost too hyper-focused on it rather than mm-hmm. looking at like why they want to do it. Does that yes. make sense? It makes a ton of sense. And I think that's so cool because you could say my value isn't health. My value is service or my value is showing up in love or with patience or whatever like that is. And again, without having that confidence, that self-worth without, you know, taking care of your stewarding your body that way, you're hindered in doing those things. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I don't have to take that. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're on the same page there. Mm-hmm. Now you have a background in seminary. So tell us a little bit about that and what role that's played in your path and work you do. Yeah. So I, yes, I have my master's of divinity. I did a kind of fast track three, well, three years isn't necessarily fast, full-time three years in seminary. And I will say that was some of my most unhealthy physical years. I was, yes, I was working as a youth pastor. I was also doing a bunch of different odd jobs because I was trying to make enough money just to survive. And I, that's when I was on my Del Taco kick. It was Del Taco, anything that I could find like a free event on campus where I could swoop in and get some pizza or Mm -hmm. something. And also late nights, I was having my vanilla bean latte with half and half is the milk every day and the scone of the day. And I was kind of just on like dependent on these, these processed foods. And it's interesting because while I, you know we're learning how to exegete the Bible, we're learning about theology, and we're ultimately being equipped to serve our communities and to serve our congregations. And while I'm in seminary, there were two, I think there were two pastors in my denomination who passed away. They were super oh young. They were like 50s or 60s. Yes. Uh, from chronic disease. Oh. And I also, I know, I know it's heartbreaking. And they were yeah. amazing people, amazing people making a huge difference in the kingdom. And I'm also seeing that there's this culture in seminary where we're all just like super tired, fatigued, even the professors. And we're just chugging coffee, chugging coffee, eating all the treats and things that they have kind of available throughout. And I, again, this is totally Holy Spirit. This was God. Where I just was like, this does not align with the kingdom. This does not this isn't how God designed us to just kind of get by or to 
commiserate over how tired we are and we're not able to, it's like, I'm getting equipped in spiritual ways, in emotional ways, in intellectual ways, but not for physical, this, but not physical. And wow, you think of people getting taken out of the game early. I really believe it's to the enemy's delight that we keep thinking that health and physical well-being is separate mm-hmm. from our calling, separate from spirituality. And it's perpetuating sickness and hindrances in the church. Absolutely. Do you think it's separated because so many like have decided health is looking a certain way? Like we've, we've forgotten what healthy means. Absolutely. I have worked with clients where they have kind of pushed aside or even maybe felt shame about their desire to look or feel a certain way Mm -hmm. because they feel like that's, that's of the flesh that's worldly, that's vanity. And so it, does become this thing that's not godly. It's not something you bring God into and it just gets sad. So it's kind of this interesting thing (laughs) because I guess someone who doesn't have that perspective would just focus on it and not think of a big deal of it. And they're, they're missing out on adding meaning in a different way. But then for someone who thinks of it as vanity or as this separate thing from God, there's not only a separation, but there's a shame to it as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's so interesting. Because I've seen it like on both ends of the spectrum in the faith world, where on the one hand, it's labeled as like vanity and focusing too much on it is a sin. And then Mm -hmm. on the other side of the spectrum, I've kind of like people have weaponized that um, Mm. make your body a living sacrifice first saying like, you have to eat perfectly. You have to like eat in a certain way. Like your body is a temple. You cannot like give it this toxic food. So it's almost like of these two ends of the spectrum that present and what's cool about you though is it sounds like you got to see firsthand how like not bringing this piece in the physical piece in in a truly healthy way I can't think of another word <laughs> but a balanced way a value-driven way it's detrimental to their ability and their overall mission absolutely and it's I, I'm glad you brought that up of the the two different sides of the pendulum because when I am talking with clients about as believers about their health. And I say, you know, we're so inclined to create good and bad foods. And I talk a lot about grace in this process, but I always have to clarify that it's not grace. Like eating a cookie isn't a sin, like, (laughs) you know, having, having a indulgent meal isn't a sin. And so I'm constantly having to remind clients that food is different and it's a little more nuanced than that. And so you Mm -hmm. might feel the shame of it as a sin, but it's not like, you know, you're, it's really not. And I always say, you know, the Holy spirit has to convict you. If you know, maybe you are being gluttonous or you are in a place where it, it is in that way. But at the end of the day, most people are not sinning and they're just, they're coping, they're stressed They're You know, there's all these different factors that go into it. And so I, it is so important to understand that food doesn't have the good and bad. It doesn't have right. this sin dynamic to it. It's mm-hmm. a matter of whether or not food is aligned with your vision and your purpose and, and getting clarity on what that is. I love that. Yeah. Because that's going to be so unique for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. I have this example. I call it the donut victory and like everybody's donut victory is different. Like, so for some people, the donut victory might be, you know, not having the donut for mm-hmm. some people. It might be having some of the donut and not yelling at yourself internally for other people. It might be having enough of the donut to where they kind of go, okay, I've had enough. And like recognizing the cutoff 
For other people, it might just be like the permission to have it. So everybody's victory is going to be a little bit different. But when we put it in these like polarized or like it's Mm -hmm. wrong, it's a sin, it's bad. It's like, yeah, it it makes it into this, this thing that's not nuanced. And you're right. It's very nuanced. Mm -hmm. I love the donut victory example. I I say something so similar about going to the cheesecake factory. I'll have to send you the episode from my podcast where I go into this whole thing where it's a very similar dynamic. It's like one way it looks like you just eat the thing and you don't feel bad about it. Another way, same dynamic. That's so cool. We're on the same, we We are on the same wavelength. (laughs) Now tell me a little bit. I love this, this, um, verbiage you use here. You have this idea of being vision driven and grace fueled. So tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what that means. Yes. These are the two pillars that I emphasize over and over again with my clients and they go hand in hand. I will start with being vision driven. So, and it's a lot of what we've talked about already. And it's so important to understand that while, you know, we might want to, if we pick apart, I guess I'll say high school Robin wanting so badly to look a certain way or weigh a certain amount. It was because I thought that that meant I had a certain appeal, maybe because I wanted to have a guy like me or it, it, I thought that added value to me in some way. Mm. And what we want to do in being vision driven is you kind of flip that is we start with knowing your worth and your value, Mm, knowing that you are created in God's image, that he has given you a unique purpose and a unique calling that only you can bring to this world in a way that only you can. And when you have clarity on that, you actually receive that. And, and, and it sounds like maybe it can even be prideful to be audacious, to think that you have this unique, special thing, but it's actually one of the most humbling things that you can do to receive the reality of your worth. And mm-hmm. then in knowing that think, well, gosh, I better make sure I've got the energy and vitality to do this. And so you then become driven by your vision of knowing who you are, knowing what you bring to this world. And that becomes the endless motivation you have to make healthy choices for your life. So that's what we mean when I say vision driven. So good. Well, it keeps you at that bigger perspective, like you were talking about, right? And I think that's, what's going to help people get through the, the setbacks and the things that work out or don't work out the way they thought they would, or they feel like, you know, they get injured and they can't go to the gym or maybe the clothes didn't fit the way they wanted to. Cause those things happen right. in health journeys. And it's like, when we have this bigger vision, it helps us keep it in perspective. Cause it's like, Nope, I just keep showing up. I got to keep showing up. And it's endless. I love that you said the word endless. It's like an endless fountain an endless source. Absolutely. And like you said, I love that you said there's those those hiccups that come. That's a part of the journey. I always tell my clients, it's not a matter of if you fall off track, it's a matter yeah, of right? when. <laughs> I, I, it's going to happen. And in some ways, I want it to happen because I want you to learn how to have that experience in a way that doesn't completely derail you or that doesn't mm-hmm. turn into this shame spiral. And that's where being grace fueled comes into play. And we cannot one, and there's two parts of grace. I think oftentimes we think of grace as this thing that just covers the mistakes, covers the sins. Like, oh, there's grace to cover that. There's grace for that, which yes. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. However, there's also grace as a transformative fuel. You know, we've also heard it said like, oh, it's by God's grace that this happened. And yes, it is. And it's by God's grace that you can consistently choose the water over the soda. It's by God's grace that you can choose to go to the gym, even when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. It's by his grace that 
when you fall off track and you want to beat yourself up and say, see, I can't do this. I knew it. This is just how I am. I'm always bound to be this way. That's when grace comes in and changes the trajectory of your health journey. So good. So good. Yeah. Cause it's like, we, I think we all have that voice in some way, like around food or something else, right? <laughs> like there are always those lies are in our world and trying to get at us. But I love that you say that because the grace is what we kind of go, okay, yeah, that may have happened then, but I can still show up next doing this, mm-hmm. doing it differently. I can continue to choose to work towards this. I love that. So vision driven grace fueled. Now, what are some steps someone can take to move into this vision driven grace fueled approach with their health? Yeah. So I walk my clients through a four-step process. I call it the E4 process. And the first thing we have them do is evaluate. So in that first phase, we really want to take intentional time to cultivate awareness and evaluate where you are and who you need to be in order to have your healthy vision become a reality. Then we move into the second E, which is equip. So it's like, okay, you got, you, you know, your worth and your value. You understand that this is a part of who you are. Let's set the foundation of where you are and who you get to be. And so we give, you know, the resources and tools and kind of explain the ins and outs of nutrition and, and how that sets you on the path to what you just established in step one. Then you go to step three, the third E, which is execute. And at the end of the day, change doesn't happen without implementation. In this phase, it's really just all about how can we create consistency within the context of your lifestyle, which you've got going on and really try to get to the point where you can't imagine getting these habits wrong. Like it's just, it's becoming part of how you do life. And the third or the fourth one is elevate. So once you've set the foundation of where you are, who you get to be, then you get the resources and tools you need one step at a time to ensure that you're led into a lifestyle change. So it's like, we do kind of the initial work and it's like, all right, let's make sure this is something that lasts. The problem that I see is most people want to jump straight into execute. Without <laughs> totally. <setting>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they don't take the time to set the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, they aren't clear on the why behind it, the vision behind it. They don't even understand why I need to be doing these habits. I just know that this is probably going to get me there. I'm just going to do the thing. Sure. And so the, one of the biggest tips that I would give is to actually take some time to get clear on what does, you know, like you said, maybe those values, what are those values? What, mm-hmm. what do you feel called to do? What brings you satisfaction and joy in this life? And how would being, having energy, sleeping through the night, not having fatigue, reducing your A1C, all those different factors support you in living that out more fully. Mm-hmm. That really would be the biggest thing and doing so in partnership with God, inviting him into that process, which is going to be done in the first two steps, right? Right. <laughs> they right. evaluate and equip. Okay. So let me recap that. So number one is evaluate. Number two mm-hmm. is equip. Number mm-hmm. three is execute. And number mm-hmm. four is elevate. And most people mm-hmm. want to start with step three. I so feel mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, I'm a dietitian, So my jam is the food piece. And so many want to come and start with like, Hey, give me a meal plan. Give me, mm-hmm. just plan. tell me what to do. Tell me my macros. Yeah. Tell me what to eat, which sure there's a yeah. part of the journey that like, yeah. that's really helpful, but that is actually, it's like the seventh step in my program. We do mm-hmm. all the other things first mm-hmm. because it's like, same thing with you, what you're saying. It's like, we have to lay the foundation first. Mm-hmm. We have to take a minute to figure out why we're here, why we're going to keep doing this. Otherwise, I mean, in my world, it's just a repeat of 
like another diet, right? It is. and, And we fall off and then, and then we're repeating the same thing over and over again. Right. It becomes, I think some of the key things that make something a diet or a short-term fix is that it's a means to an end. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have that bigger overarching purpose and, and draw to it. It, and it, you know, it can tend to feel like you're just, (laughs) you're waiting for that next like cheat meal or treat meal. Like you're just kind of like, it feels so restrictive. It's like, I just got to do this to get to here Mm -hmm. versus I'm going to nourish my body. I'm going to see how I can steward my body. I'm going to see how I can care for myself and and care for myself with the understanding again that I am valuable. I am worthy mm-hmm. and I I've got some I've got something to do here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what keeps you in for the long long haul, right? The long-term gain. Right. That's awesome. Now, when, I'm curious when you are working with clients and they're working through those first one to two steps, do they get antsy? Like, do they, are they like, come on, get me to the execute phase? They do. And we, I've actually talked about this with my coaches where I'm like, do we, cause there's something to be said about that initial excitement sure. where it's like, you want to kind of take advantage of that and, mm-hmm. and get people rolling. And at the same time, you just, you can't skip the steps. So yes, there is kind of that, like at the start line, like engine revving, like, like ready to go. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, we, and we do, it's a very slow incremental process. We start by just having people send pictures of their food. We're like, just keep doing what you're doing. We're Mm -hmm. just observing. We're just, you know, looking and seeing how things Mm -hmm. feel. And yes, it, it is a challenging thing. But then once they get into where we're actually like being more intentional with the food, the macros and things like that, they're like, like, aren't you glad we took this slow? Right. And <laughs> that you now start here. <laughs> yes. And you understand why we're, you know, having you do this. Cause mm-hmm. I even know for myself, a lot of the choices that I make for nutrition is like, I know that this is going to do this for me. I know this is going to do right. this for me. And so knowing that I'm like, I'm going to opt for this. Whereas if I didn't know that it did that, I might be like, that doesn't taste as good. Or like, ah, that's more difficult to prepare. So I, it's it just, you can't, I can't skip those early steps. <laughs> no, because I love that because you're hitting on like some of the main obstacles people come up against when choosing foods that fuel their body as opposed mm-hmm. to like what feels good in the moment or tastes good, which I mean, I believe there's a time and space for that too. Of course. Yeah. But like when we're sitting there and in order to think about food from a big picture perspective and not such an immediate emotional perspective, we have to have that background information. That's such a good point. Yes. Such a good point. Well, I love your approach. I mean, obviously we vibe on the same wavelength and I think it's so cool what you're doing. I'm curious, you know, this is probably a loaded question. So do the best you can to answer it in this short interview. But I'm just kind of curious, like when you started pulling faith into your health journey, what would you say was the biggest transformation that you saw? I love that question. Two things. One, at the end of the day, I want, I want my whole life to be integrated with Jesus. Like I want him in everything and I want to know him more. And, oh, it's really cool to get to know him and his design, particularly God as creator. When I am caring for my body and when I'm getting, learning more about my body and learning even about food. And you think of, you know, he made the food too. And there's just, there's so much to connect with him in that, that I think is just so beautiful and powerful. Even thinking a concept that I tell my clients a lot too, is the concept of forgiveness. It's foundational paramount for everything in our faith. 
and it applies to everything. Your body is forgiving. It doesn't hold a grudge. Once you start eating well and caring for it, it goes to work immediately to heal. That's part of God's design. That's his kingdom principle. Same thing with the earth. We've done all kinds of terrible things to the earth, but you begin to to take care of that soil. You begin to to use regenerative processes and it starts to heal. And it and that's that's God. That's his design. And so when we bring him into this, we're actually bringing ourselves into more of who he is and understanding his, his creation. And so that's the first thing that I think is really cool and awesome. The second is there's something about a health journey that will reveal the areas that God needs to come in and, and heal spiritually and emotionally and redeem unlike any other area of our life. And I've worked with so many clients where you realize perfectionism, shame, um, self-hatred, trauma, so many different areas of life that show up at, at this. Our choices and our habits often are a symptom of these deeper things that really the solution is Jesus. <laughs> and so I've just found that it's a really great ministry opportunity and it's a really great way to bring even further. We're talking about food freedom, but even just person <laughs> freedom as mm-hmm. well. Oh, so good. So, cause you're right. I mean, how often is that? I mean, two things, like, I love that you said the forgiveness and the grace that comes with this. Cause yes, the body is so freaking resilient. It's mm-hmm, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my backgrounds with eating disorder treatment, and I've seen it and I, myself included, I had an eating disorder for several years and the things I did to my body, the things I've seen other people do to their body and the, the harm we did to it. And yet it has the ability to heal and come to a better and, and, and regenerative place. It's just absolutely incredible. So I love, love that. And then the second piece of what you said, so true. It's like, man, the way we eat and the way we take care of our body, there are so many analogies we can pull in parallels between what's going on in our heart mm-hmm. and invite us to grow in new ways. That is so cool. And I love that you're pulling that into your work. Yeah. It's, it's so fulfilling. Honestly, I, I, this is my ministry. It's, it's the coolest so cool. thing. I'm so grateful that this is what I get to do. It's so cool. Well, listen, I am so glad to have you on the show, Robin. I have one last question for you because this is the Feel Her Awesome show and I'm a huge advocate for empowered eating. I want to end with what is the number one way you like to fuel your awesome? (laughs) Without sounding cliche and just continue to beat the drum we've been beating, but really Jesus is what fuels it all. I like I, I don't, I would not be doing this. It would not mean as much to me. I would not, it would not have the same weight if it weren't for him and what he means to me and what he's done in my life. I look at all the hardest things in my life, so many things that I could list. And he has been the consistent factor that has brought me life, hope, peace, and purpose. And so there is no greater fuel for my awesome than him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And amen. That's why I'm here too. I mean, this whole thing was God prompted and he brought me here and was like, let's start serving on this higher capacity. And it's a, Jesus is that endless fountain. Amen. I love it. Well, Robin, anyone who's listening and wants to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. So I just launched my own podcast. You can listen there at thank you at vision driven health 
And so you can check that out or you can follow me on social media. Just look up Robin Ryan McDonald. I'm the only one you'll find me. And <laughs> also if you're looking for kind of a, like a jump start, maybe like to get a taste of what it looks like to integrate these concepts into your health. I have a free five day experience called the greens and grace experience that listeners can take advantage of. And they just go to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash greens experience. And that could be a really great resource as well. Absolutely. I'll make sure all of those are linked in the show notes for anyone that wants to find you. Well, Robin, thank you so much for being here today. It was awesome to talk to you and I am praying for all of your ministry and all that you are doing. Thank you so much. This was truly an honor. I love what you're doing as well. And I'm praying for yours too. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.